or lease in the morning. A magician's fascination with the forces of dark side unleashes on ancient evil in Cthulhu Mansion, a supernatural thriller inspired by the writings of famed cult author H.P. Lovecraft. When a gang of fugitive teenagers looking for a hideout break into the foreboding estate of a carnival illusionist, they unwittingly set free a long-buried demonic spirit from deep within the aging mansion, feeding on fear the satanic primal forces of Cthulhu. The devil's foot soldiers now stalk the hallways in search of vengeance, and as the inhabitants of the house begin to disappear in a series of gruesome attacks, the terror escalates to a frenzied pitch until the survivors are left begging, not for their lives, but for their deaths. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here we B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we finish out February and our Lovecraft Month, we are taking a look at the 1992 film Cthulhu Mansion. So it's right here, from the imagination of H.P. Lovecraft. Ooh, you heard what the back of the VHS box had to say. Now let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's see. Let's start with the top. Let's see what good we can find out of Cthulhu Mansion. Well, I say for me, number three, some of the deaths are actually pretty cool. You know, there's a character that gets eaten by a demon that's inside a fridge, although it didn't, you know, yell Zool or anything cool when it ate her. Um, There is a guy who drowned in a shower of blood. And uh, there was another person who was eaten or absorbed by a bunch of vines. I don't exactly know what happened there, but it was kind of neat. Number two, the acting in this movie is so bad, I'm pretty sure Cheese was actually oozing through the TV screen like the little girl from The Ring. Like, it just, it was so bad, it made me smile. It, It was just, it was hilariously bad. It was definitely not good. Number one, throughout this entire movie, Cthulhu is just rammed down your throat. Everywhere you look, like, the the gate for the fucking mansion, it says Cthulhu. The guy's book says Cthulhu. I'm pretty sure, like, some guy had a Cthulhu tattoo the whole movie. I don't know. But just everywhere you look, it, it just Cthulhu. Cthulhu itself is just rammed down your fucking throat. It's like, oh, did you forget this movie is about Cthulhu because there's nothing Cthulhu-related happening? Well, guess what? Cthulhu, motherfucker! Cthulhu! Yeah, they just have, had to keep reminding you that... This is based off an H.P. Lovecraft story. How? We don't know, but let's throw out the word Cthulhu constantly. So, I mean, that just, that just added up to the cheese factor for me. Like, I just, I loved it. Like, it was like, this movie knows it's so bad and that it has nothing to do with this. So we're just going to use this word over and over to make it sound like we do. No one will see this movie unless we constantly use the name Cthulhu. All right, for the top three, I've got number three. The plot of this movie was... Well, it was basically just a typical haunted house film, but, you know, for a haunted house movie, it had some unique aspects, I guess. Number two, the terrible dialogue and poor acting was just so endearing. It was funny so unintentionally, and I enjoyed it. And number one, there were two deaths in this that I really enjoyed. One, this woman gets killed by some monster in a refrigerator and just, like, drags her into the fridge. And the other one, a guy drowns in a shower of blood, and it was just awesome. I enjoyed both of those. And the drowning in the shower of blood, it's not just, like, the blood rain shower on him. Like, it's one of those fucking airtight showers that the door closes, 
and it actually like slowly fills up with blood until it it covers him completely and he drowns. So it's it's like it's actually a neat little effect. Yeah, ignoring the fact that the blood really looked like red Kool-Aid, it was kind of cool. I mean, that's how I would want to go out drowning drowning in a shower of red Kool-Aid. I mean, definitely worse ways to go. Exactly. Um, now let's get on to the bottom. What was bad here? Oh, a lot. Oh, what was bad? What wasn't bad is the better question. For me, number three. Why is the character Fat Man in this movie? He's just some drug dealer that literally sits in his car for half the movie and then gets out of his car just to be killed. Like, he doesn't actually do anything. You know, the only Fat Man that I want to see is the one that's in the Saturday morning show, Weird, the Weird Owl show, where he has his fucking superhero Fat Man and his sidekick Harvey the Wonder Hamster that have to save the world from split pea soup all the time. You know, that's the Fat Man I want to see, not this goddamn fucking drug dealer that just shows up to die. Weird Al would have made this movie a lot better. Number two, why is Hawk such a dick? You know, people are being murdered, shit's going down, and, you know, they're like, hey, maybe we should get out of here. Nah, nah, guys, I'm in charge here. F- fuck you, I know what's going on. It's this guy. I don't care, I don't care what's going on. We're staying here. Oh, no, I'm not gonna believe you. I'm not- Stop being such a dick, Hawk, you know? It's, it's gonna be your downfall. You know this, right? He's just like, I'm a bad guy. I'm going to act like a bad guy now. What a dumb prick. Yep. Number one, this movie is perhaps the least H.P. Lovecraftian H.P. Lovecraft movie I've ever seen. For being called Cthulhu Mansion and having Cthulhu written everywhere, none of the Ancient Ones are ever actually like mentioned. Shit's just in the background or there. And for the fucking cover of the box to go from the imagination of H.P. Lovecraft, what, did you dig up his corpse and read his fucking mind? This is not from his imagination, okay? This is from the imagination of some fucking crackpot who sat in a toilet, shit something out, looked in the toilet and goes, hey, that'd be a pretty good movie. And no, no it wasn't. It's not an H.P. Lovecraft movie. Just because you use the name Cthulhu in it does not make it Lovecraftian. No, this was based off a off a Lovecraft story. It was um, H.P. Uh, Lovecraft's Cthulhu Mansion, where the one he wrote right before he died when he was delusional and just wrote whatever shit came at, came to it into his head. You know, that this is his final story, the one that no one knows about. <laughs> the he, lost story of H.P. Lovecraft. He was literally buried with it, and they dug him up and found the script. They're like, oh well, it is based off a Lovecraft story, so why not? Goddamn grave robbers. Yeah. Lovecraft's final shame. Alright, so bottom three, number three. The sound and visual quality of this movie were just awful. It's a low-budget movie, so that's somewhat forgivable. However, it still managed to detract from the overall experience because it was so poor quality. Number two, the drug dealer Fat Man. Like you said, he had no reason to be in the film. He was pretty much there to lurk around and then get shot. He wasn't even killed by one of the demons or evil spirits or Cthulhu or anything like that. And they make it seem like he's going to be a big character. He's just outside the um, the mansion while it's raining. Well, raining. It's raining specifically on his car, nowhere else. But yeah, he's just there throughout a good portion of the film. They'll constantly go. And, and you know, if, if I remember correctly, after he gets killed, he comes back like as one of the demon motherfuckers and he doesn't do an absolute goddamn thing. He just like farts around like walks around and goes like or some shit like go fucking kill somebody already 
Yeah, I feel like he was somebody's friend who worked on this film, and he was. They were just like, "Hey, man, I'll I'll make a role for you in my shitty Cthulhu film." Um, well, you're this guy who is there and then dies. It's like, well, that's one way to get you know discovered. And for number one, while some of the deaths were entertaining, like the the um, fridge death and the guy drowning in blood. Some of them were just disappointing, specifically the death of the main antagonist, Hawk. He's such an, just an unbelievable prick, and you expect his death to be gruesome and awesome and done so well. And then what happens? There are these floating knives that just stab him in the chest, and then he dies, like, basically immediately. And it was such a letdown. I was expecting Cthulhu to come and, like, just beat the shit out of him and mutilate him. And then, like, drag him into the basement or something. But no, be stabbed by a bunch of floating knives. What a fucking letdown. Well, I know we uh, we said that uh, the dialogue was pretty bad in this movie, but let's uh, let's try to have ourselves a little bit of a quote war. Quote war. Uh, Paul and I will quote this movie back and forth. You know, all you've done since we got here is jerk me off. Sell me the snow, or I blow. You don't need both of them, babe. Trust me, you're getting piggy. You're gonna use some of that five-finger stuff on me? And there you have it, folks. Some of the best dialogue in this movie. And the dialogue's only fun because if you use them out of context, it sounds very suggestive. So if you've ever seen Cthulhu Mansion and have a favorite quote, please share it with us here or on our website, bmoviebros.com. Well, I think it's time for us to give this movie our final take. A score on our shot scale. Remember, friends, our shot scales are reverse scale. One to ten. One being the best, ten being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this movie? Um, I gave this movie a six out of ten. I give it a five out of ten. Um, well, let me just start off by saying, from the imagination of H.P. Lovecraft, my ass, this is an abomination of a Lovecraft film. Aside from making a shit ton of props which say Cthulhu, this movie has fuck nothing to do with H.P. Lovecraft. That aside, it is a delightful cheese fest made out of the foulest Swiss cheese you've ever laid your eyes on. The plot, the acting, the special effects are all so full of holes, it's a surprise this movie even turned out as coherent as it did. Everything progresses, albeit slowly, and characters more or less are just around to die. Redeeming this debacle from being just another shitty piece of Lovecraft exploitation are three of the death scenes which are quite neat to me. A fridge eating someone, vines eating someone, and being drowned in a shower of blood. This is really just a movie for true B-movie fans, and not one that I'd recommend if you're looking for some Lovecraftian fare. Cthulhu Mansion barely counts as an adaptation to a Lovecraft story, and seems more like a typical haunted house film. The low budget of the film gives it both the charm and the downsides of being a B-movie. The dialogue and the bad acting were fun, however the poor audio and visual quality made the experience of this film a lot less pleasant. Still, Cthulhu Mansion manages to be somewhat entertaining, and even throws in a few surprises. If you want to see a decent haunted house film made on a 27 cent budget that constantly throws out the word Cthulhu to pretend to be an H.P. Lovecraft film, then I recommend Cthulhu Mansion. Well, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do. We like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why this B-movie is the same as this A-movie, a movie of higher class and standard. For me, I picked the 1994 film Richie Rich. I picked the 1995 film, Casper. Was, was Cthulhu 
Mansion some kind of fucking children's movie or some shit? It may as well have been. Well, both movies are about, well, fucking Richie Rich and Cthulhu Mansion. Both movies are about a robbery, whether it's stealing from a drug dealer or from the Rich's family vault. Both movies take place at least partly inside a mansion, whether it's Cthulhu Mansion or Richie Rich's Mansion. Both movies feature an invading gang to said mansion, whether it's a supposedly teenage drug-dealing gang or Richie's friends. Both movies feature a mysterious vault, one where a dark and evil force is kept and the other where Richie's baby belongings are kept. What the fuck kind of people are they? And in both movies, neither Shandu, the magician, the owner of Cthulhu Mansion, or the Richie Rich's parents, the owner of Richie's Mansion, actually keep cash in their safe, which is kind of strange since they own a fucking mansion. Who keeps cash in a safe? It seems like a, you're just asking to be robbed. I keep it in a bank. All right, so I picked Casper from 1995 because... Both movies take place primarily in mansions. Cthulhu Mansion takes place primarily in Shandu's mansion, and Casper primarily takes place in Casper's mansion, or whatever the fuck it was called. Both movies have supernatural creatures that exist within said mansions. In Cthulhu Mansion, Shandu's mansion is inhabited by demons and evil spirits or whatnot, and Casper's mansion houses ghosts, such as Casper, the friendly ghost. Both movies have people trying to break into the mansion with the intent to steal the treasures inside. The treasures that belong to the owners of both mansions are not money or gold. Shandu's treasure is a magic book that says Cthulhu on it, because, of course. And Casper's treasure is a baseball and a catcher's mitt that he had when he was a kid. And in both movies, the protagonist talks to the ghost of a dead loved one. Shandu summons the spirit of his wife, and at some point, Sean, um, Casper talks to the ghost of his dead mom. I think that's what happened. I don't know. It was like 22 years ago when I saw that film. So, yeah, that's why Casper is an A-movie version of Cthulhu Mansion. So if you want to see an A-movie version, check out Casper or Richie Rich. Now it's time to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give you some drinking games for this movie. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time magic happens, take a drink. Number two, every time Hawk decides, no, we're staying here, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone becomes demonic, take a drink. Number four, anytime Sean Du mentions Lenore, his wife, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Lovecraft month. Every time you find a correlation with the writings of Lovecraft, take a drink. Which would be fucking none, because this movie has nothing to do with fucking H.P. Lovecraft, except the fucking word Cthulhu. Fuck! I was, was going to say, I can fix that one with this. Every time you see the word Cthulhu, take a drink. Every time Shandu regrets summoning demons or some shit, take a drink. Every time Hawk talks about jerking off or blowing someone, take a drink. And every time Lisa and Chris bond, despite having nothing in common, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. Well, we've come to the end of Lovecraft Month, so I think it's time for us to rate these movies, rank them, if you will. Um, let's do from worst to best. Uh, for me, number four, 
although I really do enjoy this movie and think it's a blast to sit through and watch because of how shitty it is, Cthulhu Mansion ranks at the bottom of my list because it's just, it's not an actual H.P. Lovecraft movie. It has some elements here and there, like I understand there's, you know, this force that's locked away in the basement, like in the story, The Unnameable, but there's a goddamn movie called The Unnameable, which follows The Unnameable a lot better. So Cthulhu Mansion, bottom of the list. Number three, Dagon. Although it's a fun movie, I just think Stuart Gordon lost his H.P. Lovecraft touch by then. Um, it was made many years after his last H.P. Lovecraft movie, um, at least to my knowledge, 95 and Castle Freak. Um, but it just it didn't have the flair and the fun that, his, that the other ones did. From Beyond had wonderful visuals and a great concept. Um, it was just a little too hammy and not serious enough for what was going on to me. Number one, Reanimator. It just, everything worked out so well. The effects, the special effects are beautiful. The makeup is beautiful. The acting is just wonderful for the setup. And I, I like I said, everything just seems to work perfectly for this movie. Even the things that m may seem like they went wrong work for how the movie is set up. For number four, I picked Chithula Mansion. There was no way that was going to be in the top three. It's has its good points, has its many bad points, but it just doesn't even come close to the other three. Number three, I picked Dagon. I actually really enjoyed Dagon. I thought it was a good um, horror film. It was legitimately scary at times. I didn't know where it was going through large portions of it. And I'm pretty sure Stuart Gordon made it during his anime phase with the tentacles and the incest and whatever else number two i picked well here's the thing number one was difficult because i really like both reanimator and from beyond they're both great films and they're both very different films and i both i give both of them a two out of ten so i wasn't really sure which one to pick they're both pretty different from their source material so it was kind of hard to say which one was more Lovecraftian. So overall, I had to rate it on which one I enjoyed more. And that was really tough. But overall, I had to give it to Reanimator because I just really liked Herbert West's character. I thought it was a bit more fun and funny than, than From Beyond, even though From Beyond is a great film and really did a great job of capturing the cosmic horror of a Lovecraftian story. Uh, Reanimator was just, it was just a lot of fun. I thought it did a great job with kind of being unique for what's essentially a zombie film. And overall, it was just a bit more, I guess I'll say memorable, just because, well, it did spawn two sequels, so that's something. And, and as a side note, you can take Herbert West out of Reanimator and put him in any movie, and it would make sense. Yeah, I really did like like From Beyond. I like the way they portrayed the creatures from beyond. I liked the villain. I liked really every aspect of it. But, I mean, Jeffrey Combs just is Herbert West. So, as much as Crawford Tillinghouse may be an entertaining character... Herbert West is Herbert West, and you just can't beat that. So there you go, friends. You know, next week starts March, so we're, we're done with Lovecraft movies for now. 
we will be exploring the phenomena where monsters are rather charming hornballs. And the first movie up on the chopping block for a monster movie where the monsters have sex is the 1971 Hammer classic, Twins of Evil, starring the legendary Peter Cushing and twin Playboy models, Madeline and Mary Collinson. Ooh, this ought to be interesting. Oh, yeah, baby. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back for more. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing the